We're live. Sweet. Yeah, that was easy. It just took like a minute. <laughs> oh well. Slow but successful. It's really weird that the first servers it looks for are in Asia to me. I but... don't know why it does that. They've got to have some specific reasoning for it. I guess Asia is the place to be. But unfortunately, we're not there. We're yeah. stuck in Canada. Ne neither is Twitch there in California. <laughs> I know. And it it's weird because it'll go right by the San Francisco one like instantly. It's like, no, we're not going to host you guys here. No. They prob that one's probably Chicago. destroyed by themselves anyways. Yeah, that's where gaming happens. Exactly. They are in the land of video games. Same with Sean, actually, yep. who's not with us today on the Top Down Perspective. Welcome, everybody. Hey. Hey, it's just us. That's a scary, scary thing. <laughs> eh. Eh. <laughs> eh. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. It just won't be on topic ever. Because <laughs> we totally are when he's here anyways. I always feel a little bit bad because it's just like... Oh, Sean's gone. That means we're just going to do whatever, I guess. <laughs> but I don't know. We were kind of talking a little bit off, like, what are we going to do for this week? And the idea was, uh, let's make the community and the listeners do the show for us, basically, by asking a bunch of questions. It's easier that way. We're using all of you and get paid handsomely to do it. Oh, yeah. We That's get paid so much for this podcast. It's <laughs> not true. It's not even remotely true. We get paid nothing. That's the way I like it, though. I think it'd be gross if we had ads or something for, like... This podcast sponsored by... Audible.com. Go oh. to audible.com slash TDP. Why don't is do everyone that. suddenly, like, partner with Audible now? I don't know. I guess, like, Audible chose a pretty good demographic, though, if you think about it. These it, people like to listen to people talk. That's true. That's actually <laughs> really clever. I never even thought of it that way. Yeah, so... I don't know, man, but we got to get on that Audible money. It's the, Oh, and uh, what's the other one? There's Audible, Squarespace, and there's another one that tech guys use all the time. I think it's Titanite or whatever. I don't know. I know Crunchyroll has been sponsoring a lot of podcasts lately, too. Oh, weird. I guess that makes sense, though. Like, more than just anime podcasts? Yeah, I know Co-Optional got sponsored by them, or is getting sponsored by them. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Co-optional can get sponsored by, like, whoever the hell they want, basically, though. Also, also true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. Anyways, this is a top-down perspective. It is February the 19th. I had to pause for a second there while my calendar loaded so I could see what date it was. Nice, and nice. I am Paul, and with me is John. Yo. There. Official intro done. You're welcome, Sean. John, what have you been playing? Uh, more Dragon Ball Z Attack of the Saiyans. Is this still amazing? It's still pretty good. Um, okay. They went off script at some point. So, uh, you know how... I don't know how much Dragon Ball Z do you even remember? I've probably watched one full saga and bits and pieces of another one. Did so you watch, not very Did you watch the original Saiyan saga where Vegeta and Nappa were coming to Earth? That is the one I saw, because that was the one that was on YTV a lot when I was a kid. Okay, so you remember how, like... Everyone just, like, trains, and then suddenly the Saiyans are there, right? Yeah. They're like, nah, fuck that. We'll do something here. Okay. So, so they made the story, like, all right, everyone has to go find the Dragon Balls, but they can't find them, so Goku has to come back to Earth and help them find the Dragon Balls. So now I'm running around actually finding the Dragon Balls. Oh, 
And okay. and now I, I found most of them, and then suddenly the villain from like the original Dragon Ball cartoon showed up, stole them all, and now I'm breaking into his castle. There's a lot of tie-in with the original Dragon Ball series. That's kind of interesting. It's kind of huh. cool. I kind of like it. So how much time do you think you spent in this game? Oh, I know. It's said about 20 hours so far. 22. 20 hours? Okay. And I've been taking my time and like leveling up and stuff, so most of the fights have been more or less a joke. Mm-hmm. Cool. But I'm just making uh, sure because i got to fight that secret boss at the end. Who's the secret boss? Do you Bro- know? Broly. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I probably need high levels for this fight. Yeah. Um, I Like, this is the one that's a traditional RPG too, right? Yeah, this is the one made by Monolith Soft, the guys that are known for uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, um, Baton Kaitos, Xenosaga, Xenogears, all the Xenos. So if I want an old style like like an old Final Fantasy type game, would this be something that might quench my it, thirst for it, a bit? It might. It kind of it's close to that. Okay. I mean like your traditional like all right, turn base, everyone puts in their moves, then mm-hmm. everyone they figure out the speed and then they do the attacks and then like you've got your keys, your magic points, so then that's how you can use your special attacks. Mhm. Okay. That sounds interesting. And this is a full-priced release and stuff, right? Yeah, it's also a DS game, and it's actually surprisingly hard to find. So I guess it just, oh, okay. they didn't print too many copies of it, I guess. Oh, I'm sure eBay might have something for overpriced. but I'm sure. I got it at con for like the price of a 3DS game. So Maybe I'll just wait and look around at some cons and see. Or just borrow your copy when I, you're it done. It would probably be easier if you just borrowed off me. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, is that all you've been playing, or do you have anything else? Uh, I tried out Pokemon Shuffle. That is uh, Nintendo's game that's been getting a little controversy lately. This is mm-hmm. their free-to-play game. Mm-hmm. Have you ever played Candy Crush? <laughs> I played Honey Pop, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> this this is uh, Candy Crush, basically, warts and all. So if it's free-to-play. You get okay. uh, to play around. You need to offer up like a heart. You have okay. you have five hearts in stock, and they restock every thirty minutes, or you can just buy a bunch of extra hearts. Okay. With real world money. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is is it great though? Like it's all right. Know. I've been I've been enjoying it, but I'm also not paying any real money for it. Yeah, I'm, that's kind I'm of specifically going out of my way to not do that. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. Like, enjoy a free-to-play game as much as you can without putting money in, and then when you feel like you have to put money in, if you are really enjoying the game and you're like, you know what, I've gotten enough out of this, sure, put whatever you want in, or just stop and go to another one. That's the way to do it. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. I'll t- I'll play my rounds, then I'll run out of hearts, and then go play Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. So let me just tell you how much uh, how things work, because you have to use crystals to buy more hearts or money. The money can be used to buy power-ups, and uh, obviously the hearts are just means you get more fights. Mm-hmm. So let's see here. I'm, I'm waiting for it to load. Actually, this is my first time even loading into the purchasing jewels store. Okay. You, yeah, you have to use jewels to buy that. You get a jewel every 10 stages, basically. Okay. Or you buy them. Wow, this is really <laughs> taking a while. Holy shit. Meanwhile, like, the timer for when my next heart will refill is showing. You can only get five free hearts, basically, but you can buy up to 80, I think it says. Holy hmm. shit, why is this taking so long? It's, like, load. It's closed the screen and reopened it five times now. There we go. 
Okay. One jewel by itself, Canadian, is $1.29. Okay. $1.29. Six jewels is five forty nine. Okay, yeah. T- 12 jewels is 10 bucks. Okay. 35 jewels is $27.49. Mm-hmm. And 75 jewels is fifty two ninety nine. And does it have, like, stars around it? Best deal or any of that it, stuff? It shows you, like, the price you're paying and then, like, plus. So, like, how much you're saving, basically. Mm-hmm. So with the six, you're saving one. You're getting one free. With the twelve, you're getting three free. With the thirty-five, you're getting ten free. And the seventy-five, you're getting twenty-seven free. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. But you're having a good time with it. Like, I mean, I I'm, I'm, I'm having an all right time with it. It's basically like bejeweled, where you only have a set amount of turns you can win in. Hmm. And then like, there's a little, there's a couple of small gimmicks to it too. Your pieces are like Pokemon that you have on your team. Mm-hmm. And like the the damage they do depends on obviously what type they are, how much they've leveled up and stuff like that. Okay. So I mean it's I like it, in a way, but I feel like there's also was it Pokemon Battle Troisi or something like that came out a while ago as well. Uh, that doesn't sound familiar. I don't keep up on Pokemon games really. Yeah. So it, it was a spinoff puzzle game, and that one I believe. Uh, it's more or less the same thing, but maybe a little more fleshed out. Okay. I uh, and no free to play stuff, but it's also like ten bucks. So this is like a free version of that in a way. Okay. I don't know. Cool. I I'm enjoying it. I play it casually. Just go do other things and then come back and play a round or two. Like it's it's Candy Crush. It's a mo- it's a mobile game on your 3ds basically. Yeah. Speaking of mobile games, I played a little bit of one actually this week. I didn't put in the thing because I didn't know that this is just kind of a thing like that reminded me. Uh, I can't remember when it was, but I remember TB making mention of uh, Evolve Hunters on mobile at some point. Evolve Hunters? Is this a spinoff of Evolve? Yeah, it's an ev- it's another like Evolve thing, basically. It is a match three game, but... In the way that... Did you ever play Dungeon Gems, by chance? No. Okay, so the basic idea is that it's almost like a, like an RPG or something. Not really an RPG, though. You have your four hunters up at the top of the screen, and then the rest of the screen is like your match screen, where like a bunch of stuff is that you would match in a line and whatnot, match three and up. And the different things you match up are like the defense item for like shields and stuff, the healing ones to like heal your party or like the attacks and stuff to kill the monsters. So that's actually really fun, but it is still a match three game. So like you were saying, it's kind of one of the things that you might play with on your phone, like while you're watching a crappy TV show or something or like put down and then go do something else. But I don't know. It's been okay. And I mean, in that respect, I really liked Dungeon Gems as well. It was kind of the same idea, but you would actually get different, like, heroes and stuff that would have different abilities, and you could level them up. So that very much was like an RPG with Match 3, and that was pretty fun. But it was also kind of like a Pokemon game in that there was different elements you could harness and use with the different types of people. And you would go into dungeons where, like, say, you're a fire elemental person would be better in this one and or like a water one and so on are you, are you talking puzzle and dragons or no it, i think it I is called dungeon you're, you're gems de- you're describing basically puzzle and dragons too 
it's probably just a knockoff of that. Like, it's a mobile game, so why mm. not? But, yeah. I don't know. Those are fun. They can be fun, but they they can try to get you with that free-to-play stuff pretty rapidly sometimes, and that's kind of gross. I don't. Yeah. I haven't seen any in the Evolve one yet, but I haven't played the Evolve one a whole lot, really. It's it's pretty heavy in shuffle. Um, mm-hmm. If you run like if you run out of moves or time on a turn, it'll be like, hey, do you want to give up like a gem to uh, get like five more turns or ten more seconds? Mm-hmm. And like a, a gem is basically also five hearts, so that's also five other puzzles you could be giving up. You could oh, be doing wow. instead. And then okay. it's like and then it's like, oh, you don't have any gems in stock right now. Do you want to go buy one? And then I'll ask you for sure, and then you go in and that list I brought up earlier, the prices for that. Mm-hmm. Eh, I don't know. I it, it's a fun diversion while I'm like just taking a break from another game. Or just, yeah. or just need to do something fast while I'm waiting for something to load. Sure. That's that's kind of what mine is too, is that I'm just waiting for a game to load up or something, so I'll do this or wait for like a friend to log on so we could play something or whatever. Yeah, cool. Other than that, like, I played Heroes of the Storm a whole lot, but that's still the same as I said last week. It's still fun, so there you go. It's still a game. It is still a game. All right, should we move on to news? All right. Nothing! Sweet! Nothing happened! (laughs) I'm sure something did happen. We were talking that, like, there is new stuff always, but none of it's ever really that big, really to mention i'm sure there's people saying about the nintendo thing like yeah. the nintendo thing happened i don't know a whole hell of a lot that came out of that so uh most of, most of the stuff i noticed that came out of that is already kind of in emails mm-hmm. like there's some interesting talk like the sell-through rates on like amiibos in certain areas they were talking about they yeah. didn't expect amiibos to sell as well as they did in north america yeah, I believe there was also mention of the the shipping strike that's going on on the West Coast was also screwing up North America supply for like the new consoles and uh, the ami- amiibos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as comment in the chat says, summary amiibos are popular. That's that's what's happening exactly. Uh, I think yeah, like anything that we were going to talk about in the news is already in the questions, like order eighteen eighty six. How that yep. was apparently like stupid short right now and people are just upset about it yep that's right so let's just move on to questions because we have the whole show worth of them (laughs) pretty much this is going to be pretty question heavy so if you want to oh i'm sorry i was going to i was going to do the same thing oh my god (laughs) (laughs) savesies what was that again oh twins last week i was gonna say sean isn't here so someone's got to keep that going uh, all right, <laughs> let's do it this way. John, if people want to write in, where could they do that? They can do that at TopTownPerspective at gmail.com, TDP Podcast on Twitter, and Top Ten Perspective on Facebook. D- don't do the Facebook, probably. Like, none of us check it. It's just true. I'm sorry. It just is. Although, I will say, if somebody does post something on Facebook, it will blow up my phone because I never have anything go on on my normal personal Facebook, so I will get it on my mobile, but I won't check it, like, at a computer. So, there's that. Uh, do you want to start with this first one? Um, I sure, because I know why. I just want to point something. I'm 3 Homer mentioned something I didn't even heard of. 
Apparently, okay. uh, U.S. retailers are offering free PlayStation TVs with the purchase of a new PS4. I should maybe get a PS4 now then, because I'm getting a free other device with it. Well, this says U.S. retailers right now, so it lists GameStop and Best Buy. Hey, I'll drive. I'm up for a road trip. Do you have a Vita? I forget if you do. I don't. Oh, no. So go. it would be a way to get kind of two consoles, but I wouldn't. You, I would use the Vita a lot, honestly. Mm. But not the PSTV so much. That that's kind of cool, though. Yeah. All right, let's do this. The reason I have to read this one out first is because they sent in the NPD numbers. Matthew, once again, strikes hard with the numbers for uh, January and part of February. Mm -hmm. All right, this is for North America, the NPD numbers. Uh, PlayStation 4 sold 193,000 consoles. Xbox One, 153,000. Wii U, 63,000. That's a severe drop. Yeah. Oof, you'd think Smash would have carried it better. 360 <laughs> sold 40K. PS3 sold 35K. And the Wii sold 8K. Poor Wii. Why is the Wii still selling? Uh, yeah, I guess, like, the fact that it's selling anything, it's kind of a miracle. <laughs> it's it's funny because it's it's probably because the Wii Mini finally came out in the States, like, last year. Mm -hmm. Anytime I'm down in the States and go to a game store, I see Wii Minis on the shelf. I'm like, why? Because they're there for your museum. Right. You have to have an American one too. I went to so many. St I went amiibo hunting earlier this week. I uh, picked up some stuff for a friend, and yeah. uh, every store I went to, Wii Minis on shelf. <laughs> They're calling out to you. I know. I'm like, I'm not. I don't want to spend a hundred bucks. If someone donates a hundred bucks specifically for a Wii Mini, I'll go. Oh buy a Wii come Mini. on! <laughs> no, you I'm, know I'm, you're I'm gonna. A, I'm gonna say it that way. I don't. That you're way, gonna... I, I'm absolved of any. No, any, like, no. I, anything I'm not. I'm not saying it because of that. I'm saying that. You're going to have to go buy, like, ten fucking Wii Minis now. I <laughs> realize. Like, it's going to... The next time we get NPD numbers, it's going to be Wii Mini specifically, like, 1K. And then it'll just say, because of John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that would be so dumb. That would be so dumb. It would be so great. Just fill up a shopping cart full of Wii Minis. Oh, my God. It's like... I'll take all your Wii Minis. I'm, I'm doing you a favor. Yeah, probably. <laughs> all right, where are we? Oh, yeah, 3DS mm -hmm. uh, sold uh, 75,000. Actually, I'm surprised at how... Oh, I know why that's low, because the new was coming out. So yeah. this, this predates the new release. Yep. So that means next month's NPD will count that. The Vita, including the PlayStation TV, only sold about 28,000. And the TV sold about was uh, 6.6K of that. Wow, poor Vita. Speaking of which, a friend of mine, he bought a PlayStation TV, and he is looking to sell it. Ooh. <laughs> so, yeah, that says uh, everything I need to know about the PSTV. And, that, and that's entirely why they're giving them away with PS4s, I guess. Yep. Makes sense to me. I love how the Ouya is also on this list. The Ouya, in the, from the month of January leading into February, sold 200 <laughs> units in North yeah. America. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's not too bad considering what it is. That's also true. Oh, man. All right, let's move on to some specific games here. Dying Light. When did this come out? This was two weeks ago now? I think it might have been three even. It was... Uh... The 27th, I want to say. Yeah, the 27th okay. of January. 
Uh, Dying Light sold under 500,000 copies, and PS4 makes up 56% of that. Okay. Super Smash Bros. Wii U for this last month sold over 90,000 copies. Still going strong. Same with the 3DS one. They sold about the same. Cool. Uh, Pokemon Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire together sold about 150,000 copies, though. Oh, A little little (laughs) telling there. And they both came out around the same time. Mm Mm-hmm. Captain Toad, so Captain Toad sold less than thirty thousand copies, and this one makes me sad here. Bayonetta two sold barely over ten thousand copies. Lifetime to date in North America, one hundred and fifty thousand. What are you people doing? You're playing the wrong game. Good lord! All right, well, it's fine. It's they'll they'll get out of it. They'll make Bayonetta three, and that'll be a hit. Oh, no, I, I don't think that's how that works. I don't think so either. That's how they go bankrupt. Yep. Sunset Overdrive's lifetime to date as well as around 290,000K, and that was supposed to be a big thing for the Xbox One, so I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if that's telling about the one or telling about Sunset Overdrive. A little bit of both, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Matthew also added in the Amiibo notes from the financial briefing slides that were released earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Um, 63% of the 5.7 million Amiibos sold worldwide were sold in the U.S. Also, that means they've sold over almost 6 million Amiibos, which, considering how hard they've been to find, is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. In all regions but Australia, the best-selling Amiibo is Link. In Australia, they like Mario slightly more. And this is the 10 best sell-through Amiibos in North America. So this basically means that um, in these are the ones that sold through their stock the most to least out of the top 10. Mm-hmm. Number one, unsurprisingly, is Marth, being one mm-hmm. of the hardest ones to find. Second, also not surprising, Villager from Animal Crossing. Third, also not surprising, Wii Fit Trainer. Fourth, Pit. Fifth, Captain yeah. Falcon. And then it gets a little surprising from here on out because then it's yeah. Link, Fox... Rosalina, Samus, and Yoshi. Yeah. I, I like to point out, most of those you can still find on shelves, no problem. Or like, well, Link, Fox, and Yoshi. Mm-hmm. Actually, actually, no, Fox is actually hard to find now, isn't he? Uh, you, you see him every now and then, but he is... I mean, it's not hard to find Samus or Yoshi. Let's yeah. just get that out of the way. That yeah. is everywhere. But uh, Fox, yeah, you have to look around a little bit, but he's still findable. For yeah. sure. They're making it hard for me to get my eight Captain Falcons because I haven't seen any since. Oh, man. You're going to have to get people to donate it. Donate for it so you can order them all on eBay. Dude, yeah. you could be that new, like, Rosalina guy, Mario to Plumber, and just hoard uh, all of the Captain Falcons, but not for the wrong reasons, just to make them all fight each other. I and only, them I only want eight. Like, I still want other people to get Captain Falcons for themselves. You could give them out as prizes then. <laughs> just give away Falcons. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're just like, actually, that's not mm. a bad idea. Mm. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll move on here. Next email comes from the Great Bee Man. I purchased Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate over the weekend and have been playing it nonstop ever since, save for those annoying times when th- a thing called real life gets in the way. With that said, one of the features I was most looking forward to is actually a rather minor one. Palico or Pelico? I think Palico. Pal- yeah, because Palico it's, it's customization. Based, it's the cats. It's so and there's Calico oh. cats, so it's Palico. Okay. So Palico customization. 
For those unaware, the Palicos are little intelligent cats that help you on hunts, with your main one getting full character customization like your hunter character. The reason I had to... I had looked forward to this was over two months ago, my family cat and best friend of 20 years passed away. So I saw this as an opportunity to kind of bring him back into my world. As corny as that may sound, interacting with the Palico version of my former pet almost feels like he's still here with me. That is, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Wow. Hopefully it's helping. Have any of you made any similar tributes in games through customization or even just simple renaming? They don't have to be someone who passed on, just someone that you held very dear. I would do the same thing for my cat, man. Like, 100%. Yeah, but, uh, same thing with pets and some family members, too. Um, Someone you held very dear. I've never done that, honestly. Like, not a in game tribute, really. But... That's probably not an appropriate time to smile. But... Sorry, sorry, I just saw uh you know's comment in the chat. Yeah. I know. You probably saw it too at the same time. Yeah. And then I saw you smile, I was like, fuck, I'm gonna break. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I'm corpse. Um I'm have you done that though? Like maybe named a character or something in yeah. tribute. No, I've I've done that for pets, especially like in like Earthbound. I used to name it over, over like old pets and stuff like that. Do you want to divulge the name of your old pet? Well, I mean, it wasn't my pet per se. It was oh. of uh, like uh, people I used to like spend time with. Oh, okay. So, gotcha. Like, yeah, their dog's name was Pavy. Okay, cool. So I used to name like dogs in games Pavy for a while. Yeah, like I said, I don't think I've really done it. It's never really occurred to me, honestly. But that's that's a great way to do it for sure. Because, like he was saying, if you're playing a game a lot, just, like, seeing that name over and over, and even if it's, like, it's kind of perfect for a cat character to name after a cat that you had or something, because it is, like, just being with them all the time. So that's cool. Good on you. Uh, Next question. Henry Besser writes in. He has two questions here. What improvements from the new 3DS do you think will carry into Nintendo's next handheld, much like the DSi stuff was carried over to the 3DS? Um, the extra thumbstick, easily. Yes, yep. That's the one. And probably the better battery life, hopefully. Although I never know with them. And probably not including the charge cable. <laughs> yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently we were the only country that was actually getting the charge cables with their systems, though. Nice. We I, won. We most, did it. Most people didn't realize that. Hmm. Uh, I think it was around when the XL started coming out. Or no, even might have been even when the 3DS itself dropped. Like, we were the only country that was getting it with chargers. Or specifically Japan or Australia wasn't. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. We might have to time out, you know, because I keep <laughs> smiling and laughing every time <laughs> he says something. I wasn't going to, like, corpse of that one, but I had to now that you mentioned it. It was pretty good. Uh, his second question, what improvements do you hope Nintendo's next handheld would have? Uh, personally, I think it will should have a display res of 720p. Yeah. Um, that's That'd be cool. What is their current? Their current resolution is like stupid low, I think. It is because it has to do the 3D. Yeah. I don't know what it is, though. But it's yeah, that would be good. 400 by 240 for the standard 3DS. Uh, let me see here. Uh, 3DS and 3DX XL top screen has doubled the max resolution to 800 by 240 in order to offer 3D. 
Okay. Hmm. Um, that is a great thing that he says. Yes, it should. It should do 720p. That would be great. Um, other improvements. I mean, just the stuff that they're already kind of doing a better processor for better performance and battery life and stuff like that. So I, Nintendo aren't stupid, man. They are on the right path. It's just they like to make their money doing it. They like to. <laughs> so. They fumble a lot. They do fumble. Oh, remember the Game Boy Advance not having a backlight? That thing mm-hmm. was fucking impossible to play, like, every time I wanted to play it on the bus in the morning or, well, like, keep, coming home. Keep in mind, that was still at a point where it was only taking two double A's. That was an improvement over mm-hmm. the original Game Boy with four, although the color was only off of two as well. Yeah. I don't know. And then when they, as soon as they gave, like, like, the battery pack battery for, like, the new Game Boy or the, the SP, I was like, all right, perfect. Now's yeah. the time to do the, the backlighting or, like, even above lighting. Yeah, for sure. All right, you want to get the next? Yep, sorry, I was just looking into the resolution of the new 3DS. Oh, yeah, no problem. I was seeing if it actually had it listed anywhere. It doesn't look like it. At least not on Wiki. All right, let's do this. Next question comes to us from Hank. All right, you're creating a heist movie, and you have access to any video game character. Who's your crew? Okay. How about you and I are creating this heist movie so we can just, like, create one crew? Otherwise, this may take a while. Yeah, and and they have to be video game characters, like, specifically, so I can't just say Indiana Jones. I think I want Donkey Kong as the muscle. Not a bad idea. He's not exactly known for his stealth, though. No, but muscles usually aren't. Also true. (laughs) The enforcer, if you will. I'm going to say Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake could be pretty good. Uh, oh man like any character that can stealth ever <laughs> yeah sam, really? sam fisher oh you're going like total real life here <laughs> okay all right well i'll give you a, i like, was thinking people that could like aliens or something that could actually go invisible <laughs> all right uh, that's why i like specifically said yeah they can't be in movies otherwise i would have been like nightcrawler <laughs> uh the invisible man batman I- <laughs> I don't think it's a bad idea to go, like, with actual people, though. That's not... Yeah. I mean, Solid Snake. He has that optical yeah. camo. That's also true. Yes, I'd say Snake as well, yeah. I think you need a crazy person, though. You need the loose cannon. Mm, I feel but like I, I feel like having an actual gorilla kind of <laughs> helps in that regard, though. That's probably fair. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets mad and starts pounding the ground or something. <laughs> like, oh no, our cover's blown. Get out. <laughs> Having an actual gorilla in a heist movie would be so good. It's like that Sir Barrington story. <laughs> so Batman weird. is a game character. He's right. <laughs> yep, and that's all he's known for. It's robbing banks? <laughs> yep. It's my favorite Batman origin story. Yeah, my favorite Batman comic is where he murked that dude and stole his money. <laughs> I was going to say he was robbing a bank with his family and then they they got killed. Oh no. And that turned him into that turned him into Batman because he really hated how the police killed his parents with bats. So <laughs> <laughs> oh god 
A little too dark today. A little too dark. Yeah, a little bit. A little too dark, a little too dumb. (sighs) Yeah, they go hand in hand, that's for sure. All right, next question. Chillin' Chum writes in, John, first off, thank you for playing Kaizo Mario one more time and showing us that when you're not screaming out your suffering, it just isn't interesting anymore. <laughs> that sounds like a backhanded compliment. It kind, kind of. of is, but I think it kind of brought the point across, the reason I don't play them anymore. The old videos are still somewhat good because of that. I'd already or I'd already come to terms with this. Now I'm fully at peace. Though I'm not... Wait, I'm sorry, I just lost my spot on the screen because I hit a button. Though I'm not one with the Toad yet, Battletoads is insane, let alone Kaizo. I would have donated $1,000 to the fundraiser if only I had any money at the moment. I would like to buy a shirt and look into Chinook Craft stuff now, so yay for that. Their stuff is pretty cool. Mm, I'm glad that you guys were able to hit that. I'm glad we were able to hit the goal as well as we did, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I still feel there's room for fan-made content and wants to be enjoyed, however. It would just be a matter of getting the good stuff. Is any interest er, is any interest on your part for mods for other games? I'm sorry, that's kind of a weird sentence. I should have looked over here. Is it? Is there any interest on your part for mods for of other games? There we go. Not really, no. I am aware that you might be making Mario Maker content. Is there anything we, the fans, can do to help finding the good stuff other than making actual good level designs? No dick coin blocks, of course. That's kind of it, really. I guess point out good stages or, like, well-known stages. And, yeah, I'm I'm still debating Mario Maker stuff, so. Are you? Yeah. Okay. If I can make it a Com Bravo this year, I'd like to meet you, of course. One question would be finding out how I would get to you outside the TRG panel, as I'm sure many others would like to know if there's a meeting spot. So I guess that's a question because it looks like there's another one. What's a good way to get you at a panel or after a panel or outside of a panel? Uh, Last Con Bravo, they had like a signing thing for us. So probably there would probably be the easiest time, to be honest. Cool. Uh, and second, I want to get a game or two given to you that uh, they wouldn't be horrible, but I'd love if they were streamed. Should I get them to you personally, or is a P.O. Box a better idea? Which do you prefer? It's up to you to use. Okay. Uh, I'd, I'd say mail it to the P.O. Box primarily because usually when I go to cons, I buy a bunch of games, and I only have so much suitcase space. Mm. So that's really it. Okay. And, Paul, that Darkest Dungeon stream was quite fun. Thank you. But I have to ask, have you registered the name Cock Puppet in any way, shape, or form anywhere? And if not, can I have the name? I just wanted to bring that up again. I have not <laughs> registered the name Cock Puppet on anything. I can can't it. imagine why. Because I would probably be just banned straight out any time I said anything if I just was able to even make an account with it in the first place. If you want it, go for it. It's all yours. Uh, it's just a typo that happened that was stupidly funny at the time. <laughs> but, yeah, go for it. That one's all yours, man. You got the next one? Yeah. Andy writes in and says, I recently downed the final coil of Bahamut, an endgame raid in Final Fantasy fourteen. It took many, many days of painful frustration and misery, but the satisfaction at the end was well worth it. Have you ever had such an agonizing moment in gaming where you spent an unhealthy amount of time to complete something and ended up feeling great joy for being over slash finished 
rather than just relief? <laughs> Every time I play a game, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> uh, By the end, I'm usually just like, fuck, thank God. <laughs> specifically, Alma in Ninja Gaiden uh, for the Xbox. Alma and the first boss of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, beating Devil May Cry 3 back in the day. Yeah. That was one of them. <laughs> just like, it. there's not even a certain part or anything. It's just knowing that there was no more that I had to <laughs> agonize over. Um, World of Warcraft, of course, that was that what that game was. Was trying to get like that piece of loot and it never dropping sort of thing. So that, there's a whole lot of them, <laughs> really. Uh, yeah, I can't think of any more specifics, really. I'll just keep moving on unless you have something. No, I really don't. All right. Michael writes in, you want questions? I've got them. All right. What is the most overdramatic reaction you've ever had to losing or winning a match in a game? Overdramatic. I, I, I've broken a controller before. Ooh. Well, not like with my fist or snapping it. I threw it and it broke. I remember losing a Street Fighter Alpha 3 thing on the Game Boy and I just whipped my Game Boy across the room. But I at least <laughs> threw it at like my bed so it just landed in pillows. Yeah. That's pretty good. That could have been bad. <laughs> yep. Uh, I feel like the Wii had some stuff where, like, playing bowling with friends, you just wanted to chuck that nunchuck, like, into their head or something. Yeah. There was some of those, but I've never done it, mainly because of that wrist strap. Saved lives, man. Saved lives. Uh, yeah, probably that, breaking a controller, I would say. Uh, thoughts on 3D and HD remakes? And then some examples he gives, Xenoblade 3D, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD. I feel like there's more merit to Xenoblade 3D because we're getting a portable version of it. Yes, agreed. The same with uh, Majora's Mask 3D. Yeah. Not as much for Wind Waker because it was a game that you that was already somewhat easy to find a copy of. Yeah, and it always looked fine, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Like, it didn't really age or anything, so... Um... I really am super glad. I thought it was ridiculous at first when I heard it, but I'm really glad they re-released the GameCube version of Resident Evil in HD because mm -hmm. that game runs way better and looks way better in that version. Yeah, I, I'm going to say that they're usually just better. It's just a better thing to do because good games still age based on whatever technology they were made with at the time, so just improving that technology brings them back to life. Uh, white, milk, or dark chocolate? Of? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I guess just I, I guess chocolate? Just chocolate? <laughs> I guess. Uh, milk chocolate. I like dark chocolate better myself. Uh, what's the one piece of gaming memorabilia that you never got around to purchasing and has haunted you ever since? That Resident Evil 4 fucking stupid controller, the chainsaw controller. The chainsaw controller. controller, it's so bad! It's so bad. It's I played so with bad. it, and I didn't want it, but now I want it just to have, like, on a mantle or something. I guess. 
Um, for the longest time, it was Steel Battalion, but I have that now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So probably either of yeah, probably a Virtual Boy. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. Have you ever had the opportunity to buy one and you were just kind of like, meh? Yeah, I had one opportunity, but it didn't have the stand or the cord for charging it, so I was like, no. Yeah, that's lame. Uh, if you could add one character to Smash Bros. 4, who would you add and why? I mean, uh, a million dumb things are coming to mind. I'm trying to think of a legitimate mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Uh, Waluigi. He was I would one of the guys Snake. that I actually hoped. He's re add Snake. Yeah. Snake was so dumb. It was fun going in a box. <laughs> so stupid. I'd add the uh, straight Tetris piece. That would be great. Actually, yeah, I would actually like to see a serious, well, serious Tetris representation. Yeah. Like, it would just be blocks that could, like, change forms while it's running around and stuff or something. That'd be cool. That would actually be pretty cool. Oh, man, that would be so good. I would add Snake to everything that's true. I would. <laughs> have Have you ever been to Disneyland? Did you like it? No, I haven't. John? Yes. Uh, is it Which one's in California? Is that Disneyland or Disney World? I think land. I thought World was Florida. I think so. So, yeah, I've been to Disneyland. I, I liked it. It was fun. Cool. I don't like rides. I, I so, love rides, so... Oh, okay. I don't go to amusement parks either because I don't like rides at all. Anytime I see a roller coaster, I'm like, I want to get on that. Did you go on a whole bunch of roller coasters? Sure did. Nice. What Have was your favorite time. one? Uh, there were only, like, two, technically, at uh, Disneyland. There was, like, uh, Space Mountain, and there was a California Screamer. Okay. California Did Screamers. you scream? Uh, of Scream and Joy, yes. Okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah! <laughs> wow! <laughs> Having a good time! <laughs> okay. Space Mountain's weird because it's like mostly dark and you just have like little bits of light shining at certain oh, yeah. points. So you're just like, don't, you just know you're moving fast. You don't know what's happening. Oh, that sounds like my worst fucking nightmare. Uh, yeah, you oh, would probably man. not like Space Mountain. Oh, man. <laughs> that sounds so bad. It was fun, though. I liked it. Cool. Uh, have any of you had a game fly under your radar Then when you got around to playing it? You really liked it. Personally, when I was younger, I was playing my DS one day, and my mom came up to me and asked if I had ever heard of Rhythm Heaven. I said no. She told me to look into it. I did. Wasn't that interested. She got it for me anyway. When I played it, I fell in love. That happens with me a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirby Squeak Squad for DS. I was told not to get it because they said it wasn't very good or too mm -hmm. short. I played it. I loved it. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Attack of the Saiyans. I didn't get it because it got man reviews when it first came out, or at least the review I read did, and it's fun. I don't know. Speaking of that, I didn't play God Hand because of that review. When it first like the, was the around three point the that specific fucking IG and then review. it was IG yeah. reviews that caught, talked me out of a bunch of them too. It was that was back around the time <laughs> I was just starting to like dislike IGN. Well, IGN was like the only one around. It was IGN or Game uh, Spot. I almost said stop. Yeah, Game Spot, and yeah, like I kind of didn't play that one. And then when I played it, I was like, "This is one of the best games on this console." Like, what the fuck is going on here? 
And then I realized IGN's just trash. So yeah, because back then it was a day like IGN. What well, they overshot their score and GameSpot undershot their score or something like that. Yeah, and that yeah, was yeah. the rule of thumb. Was like I take like the average between both of them and then you actually got the right answer or the the proper review score. So anytime it was weird, like where IGN had the lower score and then GameSpot had the high one, it was just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. What do I do? I think another one was uh, Deadly Premonition until Jim Sterling said something about it. Like, I hadn't even heard of it before. I hadn't heard of it either, and then suddenly everyone was talking about it. Yeah, like, he said something about it, so I picked it up because it was 20 bucks or something dumb. So I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Go pick that up played it that night and I was just like this is amazing and then people like everywhere started talking about it so but that one flew under my radar right away I guess flew under most people's radar because it didn't really have a PR cycle or anything yeah uh that's all have a nice night sweet thank you all right next question guns was from not a skeleton (laughs) that's a suspicious ass name are you sure yeah I don't know (laughs) With the Order 1886 gaining quite a bit of negative attention due to its cinematic approach to game design, what do you think of cinematic experiences? Focus on story, quick time events, visuals over gameplay, etc. Uh, and then this sentence, yeah, cinematic experience some developers favor. Okay, now it makes sense. Hmm. Uh, I don't. The Order. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the the clips I've seen going around of like, was it like a generic enemy in stage four is the exact same as the final boss or something like that? That's great. That's, that's so one, That's bad. one of the things I've been seeing going around. Like, the animation scenes are, like, the exact same. They reused a lot of assets. Mm-hmm. This is, this is oh. Ready at Dawn that's making this, right? Uh, the only thing I know them for is making, like, the PSP Ratchet and Clank games. Okay. I think I'm yeah, the right Yeah, I have no studio. idea. I have no idea. Um, that logo looks I, right. I don't like cinematic experience type things in games. I prefer solid mechanics because it is a me putting in stuff and doing stuff with it's an interactive experience. I don't care about them making a movie for me usually. That stuff can add to a game, but the mechanics are the most important thing for me in a video game. If there's not solid mechanics, I don't like it usually. Okay, I was partially wrong. Um Ready Dawn did Daxter for the PSP. Okay. They did the two PSP God of War games, Chains of Olympus and Ghost of Sparta. They apparently worked on the Wii port of Okami, and they made the Origins collection for PS3 of God of War, and then they made the Order. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) It's weird. I thought for sure they were the guys who did, like, Ratchet and Clank Size Matters. Guess not. What do you think of cinematic experiences that developers like to put in there, like QTs and story focus and stuff? If it's done well or sparingly, I enjoy it. I still really sure. enjoy. I re- still really enjoy Metal Gear, even though that's sure that's the most yeah. movie series you can get. What about Ninja Blade? If we want to talk QTs, oh my god! <laughs> I thank you for reminding me that exists. It's so bad. Oh, my God. There's so many QTs. It's just a game of cuts, uh, quick time events. Yeah. (laughs) But it's a platforming, like, action Ninja Gaiden type game. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, man. There has to be a game there first before they add anything like that in to make it good, I think. Yeah. 
but that's just me. I mean, right even maybe. though Shenmue added them, or Shenmue, mm-hmm. however you want to say it, um, at least there was more to that game than that. Mm-hmm. Okay, Arthur Led. Oh, he's here twice. First question from Arthur Led. Would you like to see a certain video game as a TV show or cartoon? If so, which one do you want? Resident Evil. I want my cartoon or I live would, action. I would totally love a Resident Evil cartoon. It would be so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, over-the-top Chris Redfield from Resident Evil 5 is, like... Oh, no. Yeah, like, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, like, some super self-serious, like, Telltale bullshit thing. I'm talking about, like, a cartoon, like, the old Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would watch <laughs> the hell schlocky. out of that. It would be so good. That's one of my favorite stuff. That's some of my favorite stuff about Resident Evil. The first ones, they're so schlocky in the way they're done. Uh, what about you? Certain game or TV show or thinking right now? Because like some of the things that come to mind immediately, like Mega Man, already had that treatment. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. There's got to be some series that I would really love to see. See, I can't even say Mario because that's also already got. It. And then like. Uh, things like Ninja Gaiden come to mind, but that would just be a self-series. That would be Kung Fu The Legend Continues, basically. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I'd still watch that. But Sure, yeah. <laughs> Mass Effect, maybe? I'd like to see a Mass Effect show or a cartoon. I seem to remember them saying they were going to make something with that, but yeah. I don't remember what. <laughs> or was that Star Wars? I know they were going to do a Star Wars like CW-type show. Might maybe I thought it was Mass Might Effect. Might have been both. Uh, yeah, I want to say Mass Effect was something that they were thinking of doing. Did you ever see that? Uh, who was it? I can't remember who was it. Some guy on YouTube or one of these sites did like an 80s cartoon intro for Mass Effect. No, I never saw that. I'm going to have to look that up and show that to you because it is so phenomenal. <laughs> it's so good. It's kind of like the intro to Bucky O'Hare, oh but with God. Mass Effect. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's so good. Commander Shepard just starts rocking out on the guitar. Oh yeah, Mass so Effect good. did get like a small like direct to DVD movie thing like Dead Space and Dante's Inferno did, didn't it? I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, Halo got those too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that counts in the way that this question in the spirit of this question, but they did get like something like that for sure. Uh his second question, do you believe other companies will go the Sega path like Capcom? What do you mean by the Sega Path? That's what I'm trying to parse in my head too. Because like Sega mm-hmm. Sega Path to me means going from making consoles to just making games. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, Capcom never did that. They just make games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the only companies that really did that were like 3DO, um, Sega, and mm-hmm. Hudson Soft. So I don't know if that means. Uh, just specifically for one console, which Sega doesn't really, mm-hmm. or if they mean just restructuring so that like they're like keep toning down their uh, game development, which, which would make sense in that case for Capcom because Capcom is publicly up for sale. Yeah. Path to abandoning consoles. <laughs> the path of being a dick on YouTube. Sega Path means buying other companies and giving up your own identity, except for main mascot, maybe? Hmm. So, like, Capcom buying out 
some company and then just saying fuck them. I mean, that could also be Square Enix technically, but they still rely heavily on Final Fantasy. That could be Microsoft. That could be Sony. <laughs> that could be like any company with money. Yeah. Um, I hope if that's the path, I fucking hope not. That's that's a terrible thing when that happens. So I hope not. Sega is basically Sonic, Creative Assembly, and Atlas. I forgot they bought Atlas. Oh, yeah, that's right. Atlas is great. I'm Hopefully they're still making money. <laughs> yeah, really. I, I really hope so. Yeah, as Sega Dream Corporation, later renamed Index Corporation. Index Corporation of Atlas. Yeah, sure enough. Cool. Uh, you got the next two here? Yep, I'm on it. Hang on. Alright. The only reason is because the first one is barely a question. For fuck's sake. Michael (laughs) writes in and says, are you really feeling it? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Twins! (laughs) Twins! (laughs) Second one, which is an actual question for Michael. Uh, Cutest slash most adorable character in a video game and or TV show. Uh cutest the tribble from star trek oh i hate those yeah most people do <laughs> yeah. but I mean, they're literally just a ball of fur that vibrates so <laughs> yeah there's so many bad jokes but <laughs> just gonna pass that one by um cutest i guess i don't like a whole lot of cute like anytime there's like a critter or something in a video game like they're usually cute and adorable. Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank. I guess. I mean, nothing else is really coming to mind right now. I know. I don't. It just made me realize. I guess I don't play games with cute anything in it, and now I feel a little bit bad. Uh, the stuff in the Behemoth games, they draw some cute things. Clown princess. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, specifically that. <laughs> That's a. I don't know why. That's I a mean, really hard question. I guess Kirby's behind me too, so I guess Kirby. Kirby's a good one. Yeah. Some of the Pokemon, I suppose. <laughs> Waluigi is cute. Says the chat. Yeah. <laughs> kind of not supposed to be. <laughs> nope. All right. Uh, next question. Oh crap! It's from Marshmallow. I know there's no hope for Paul, but John has John even gotten Monster Hunter? I caved. Oh my god. What are you doing? I'm everyone's been telling me there's more single player content in this one than ever before, so I'll give it a shot. Oh. But I expected to go I expected to go as well as it did with 3, by which I mean not well at all. I st- Ugh, I only right, I only well. got that yesterday too because I was at a store <laughs> and I was grabbing stuff and they're like yeah you can grab this for cheap I'm like uh, okay well maybe it'll be your favorite maybe you'll love it who knows okay John writes in best slash worst game peripheral that has been made or that you have used personally and why. Steel Battalion controller for both. For both, yeah. 
Hmm. That's a pretty good one. Oh, best. Okay. I'm going to say the connect for both because when it works, it works quite well and it opens up like a whole bunch of new possibilities for like designing games, but worse because it barely works a lot of times. Definitely the connect. Yeah. I'm going to say that. Uh, Where are we? Dunsparce and Diglett writes in, do you two have any questions for us, the audience? Why do you listen to this? (laughs) (laughs) Probably out of boredom, I'm sure. Sure. That's why most people listen to things or watch things. Sure. Write in with why you listen to the Top 10 Perspective. (laughs) Top 10 Perspective at gmail.com. Let's flood that inbox so next time Sean comes I don't I yeah. he probably won't listen to this, so I, I'm not on next week. You two have yeah, fun. <laughs> yeah, so next week when he goes to pull questions, just like a whole bunch of stupid emails about why you listen to the top down perspective. Oh man, he's gonna be so pissed. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hannah writes in, I've officially entered PAX hype mode, so best PAX story. Alternatively, best con story. John, go ahead. Hmm. I I don't know. I feel like all my pack stories are bad pack stories. Like that time I missed the first day of the con because I got stuck in the airport in Calgary for like eight hours. <laughs> That's like every con story for you, though. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I'm trying to think of good con story. Like I think of small things like, oh hey, this game I was looking for for a while, I found it at for a good price. Mm. or like hey the panel we were running actually went well stuff like that um best packs 2011 or 12 i don't know i can't remember the first packs uh, i went to probably no that it was uh okay so there was a one packs that you and I went to. Oh my god! That, okay, <laughs> that was pretty good. That whole drive, that was drive amazing. was, that was a weird drive. Did, so, did we ever tell this story on the podcast? I don't remember. No. So it starts off with us basically like getting coffee and stuff at a local mall, and then we're like heading out of Calgary. It's like, like six in the morning. Six or six thirty. Yeah, like we because we drove to Seattle, which was yeah. about a fifteen hour drive. Yeah, and. We were talking about songs that, like, to listen to while driving, I think. And it came up, like, through the fire and flames that there, it's not possible to drive slow. Yeah, so <laughs> we put you're... we put it on. And we, like, made, we were on the highway. which mm-hmm. So the speed limit was, like, 110 kilometers an hour. And we were like, all right, how fast can we get the car to go while play, driving through, through the fire and flames? So we go over this hill. We, we've got the car governed out. And then as yeah. we're going down this hill, we see a flock of birds just like... It's the only thing anywhere around. where There's open field. The sun is starting to come up. There's no cars. There's this giant flock of like 50 birds or something just <laughs> coming across the street. So we start slowing down. And like they all fly at the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> and like one like bounces off the hood. Or, like, yeah. Yeah. So we, we thought like the last one. Yeah, every all of them cleared the car except for one, and we thought it was injured. But we looked back, and it was it was still flying. It just like bumped it. Yeah. So we like <laughs> stop at the next rest stop. We check the car, and like okay, no, it's just literally just a bump, nothing bad. 
Yeah. The bird was fine. But the rest of the drive, we kept getting attacked by birds. <laughs> There's birds everywhere. They were on every post looking at us. It was so weird. Oh, man. That was a weird drive. Oh, and there was like that uh, stoner mobile at the subway in the middle of nowhere. Oh, my God. I think I still have that picture, too. I have that picture. Actually, that came up a few months ago on my like uh, time hop app or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that picture that 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 was a weird dude too, out in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of like BC. I don't even think we were technically in BC at that point. I think, oh no, you're right. Oh, we you... were. We were. We were just barely across the BC border. I think we were just about to go into Golden. Like, we were outside of Golden still. Something like that, yeah. All right, my phone doesn't have it anymore. Bummer. I'm really sad about that. I'll see if I can dig it up at some point, maybe. But, yeah, I don't know. That was a weird trip. And then... And then there was your weird hotel situation that whole time, too. Oh, yeah. So, I was staying with some people off the Penny Arcade forum that I had never talked to ever in my life. And one of them turned out to be a cool guy. He actually works for uh, Yahoo now. Oh, nice. Poor, ba- poor bastard. <laughs> like, <laughs> this was before Google started taking over the world, <laughs> but he was working for Yahoo. I think he still is. He's like a senior guy there now. And the other guy was just like, I don't know, man. He didn't say a word to anybody, and he never came back to the hotel after the first night. It was really weird, and there was Axe body spray all over that motherfucker. Like, there was... I think he was, like... I want to say that, like, he is... Was a, like, professional MLG gamer or something, because he had the most Axe I've ever seen outside of, like, a Walmart. (laughs) But... Yeah, what if he I was don't just know. an axe rep? Like his job was to walk around, just giving. He could have been. Spray. You're totally right. He actually could have been because he had axe everything. It was crazy. It smelled. It smelled like fucking high school in that hotel room. It was really <laughs> bad. Um, that was a fun time though. That was a good trip. I don't remember a whole lot what actually happened. The my best one was probably drinking with the double fine guys at the bar and at after party one of the years there. Oh, yeah. That was a good time. Brad Muir is the smiliest guy in the world. Like, that guy is never not smiling, and it's kind of creepy, but endearing. <laughs> He's such a good guy. But, yeah, no, that was a fun time then. Uh, I don't know. There was, like, running it. Oh, I mean, that was the last time I saw Ryan Davis. So. Ooh. That, yeah, that's always going to have a special time, like, for me, personally, anyway, because we had, like, after the Giant Bomb panel, everybody, well, a bunch of us, like, them and a bunch of, like, people watching and stuff went to the burger joint, so, like, we talked with Ryan and Vinny and all of them, so that's probably the best time. That'll never happen again. I remember at E3, I I bumped into a bunch of them doing a, a shoot or getting ready to do a shoot, so I was like, hey, can I grab a picture with you guys beforehand? It was mm-hmm. like Jeff, Drew, and um, God, I've forgotten half their names now. Apparently, and Vinny, uh, and we posed for a picture. And then during the picture, Ryan snuck up and photobombed us. Yeah, and, like, grabbed me from behind. He's like, "Hey, hey, you want to grab a popper picture?" It was funny. <laughs> it was good. I liked it. He he was like genuinely one of the most affable people I've ever met at convention, and yeah. it's it's really the saddest thing, but. Oh, well. Okay, where are we here? Do you want to get the next one? Because I'm trying to find where we left off. Sure. Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, oh, Dunsparce I found and Diglas, yeah. Which Super Smash has a cooler cast of characters? Factor out how well slash poor the character plays. Melee's still my favorite, just in general. I so. feel like since most of the characters come back, you could probably say the current one. Okay. Because really, who are we, who are we missing out in this one? Ice Climbers, Snake, Lucas, Wolf. Well, I guess actually there's a, a decent jump of loss from Brawl. But like, who'd we lose in Melee? Dr. Mario. Just Dr. Mario. And Mewtwo. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say other brawler current. I'm actually probably gonna say current because I'm happy little Max playable. I'm still just gonna say melee because that's the one for me. It always was, and it always will be. That's probably not true. They'll probably do another one. I like. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Pichu and Roy. I'm not worried about losing those guys. <clears throat> no. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Brad Sparks writes in. What is the worst remake you have ever played, and the best? Silent Hill 2. HD. Ooh, I never played that, but I heard that was horrendous. It um, was the worst. Turtles, Turtles in Time reshelled. Turtles in Time reshelled was real bad, but it still was a playable thing. <laughs> so, mm, Touche, yeah, get me there. No, it was pretty bad, though. I really wish they had just done the obvious thing and HDify the old one. Like, why wouldn't you? But, whatever. I think, they for, I think they forgot about the fact that the uh, the fog draw distance was kind of there on purpose. Yeah. Um, The best one... I haven't played it, but I heard that Shadow of the Colossus at, like, a full normal frame rate is superb. So I bet that's real good. I've heard it's also pretty hard now because the slowdown <laughs> helps you a lot in the in the PS2 one. <laughs> I can see it, yeah, I, for sure. I found out the other day I was watching uh, a video of like unreleased PS1 games. Okay. Ico was supposed to be on PS1. Was it? Yeah, so was Onimusha. Oh, and they just pushed it. Onimusha's so good. I want to play that now. Podcast over. All I'm right. going to go play. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I will play that later, though. Hmm, that's weird. PS1 games, huh? Yeah. I guess that makes sense as to why they were so early in the PS2. Yeah, they were, uh, pretty, they were pretty close to launch, weren't they? They were, yeah. I want. I feel like Onimusha was real early, but I can't remember. I remember there was Genma Onimusha, which was the re like director's cut of Onimusha 1 on the Xbox, and that was pretty early to launch, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the best? Best HD or whatever remakes that you've played? Resident Evil is mine. There's it's like, there's a specific one in mind, and I can't think of it right now. What do you do in it? I'm just what I'm trying to remember. What color is it? I That doesn't help. Um, <laughs> there's, like, I know there's one HD remake that I'm just, like, I really like, but I can't think of what it is at the moment. Is it Ninja Gaiden? That didn't get an HD remake. I know. <laughs> Otherwise, that yes, that would have been the answer. That probably would have been it, yeah. Um, I feel like there's more that I'm trying to think of right now, which is kind of a shame I can't off the top of my head because there was so many last year. Oh, Rebirth. It's Rebirth is like... That might have been it. I don't know if I call it an HD remake, but... It's a remake. He didn't say HD remake, Metal Gear Solid 3... Yeah. 
Oh man, they have to. They should just remake every game. <laughs> should they? <laughs> they should let's, just let's, not let's make let the industry stagnate stuff. as much as possible. I'm I'm down. <laughs> I am so ready. <laughs> Rebirth might be the best one, like in terms of actually making the game that was good when it was shit, like just perfect. Mario All Stars is a great answer too. That's also <laughs> that, good. One. That's a good answer. Okay, we should keep moving on because there's so many remakes. All right. Uh, this one comes to us from Groot. says, what are your opinions on the order drama regarding game length and price? Pe- people are saying it's about five hours long and is 60 bucks, and there is no it- multiplayer or anything else. When I heard that, I joked around with somebody saying that that's why they don't want it to run in 60 frames per second because it would have been two and a half hours instead ooh, of five. Ooh. That's That's where the cinematic feel comes from. I don't know. I feel like if we're arguing that a game can't be full price if it's that long mm-hmm. is a weird thing now because, like, if the game is enjoyable that entire time... It's worth it. Yeah, yeah. but, I mean, most stories I'm hearing are not saying the game is enjoyable, which, mm-hmm. I mean, in that case, yeah, that kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I don't know if it's necessary. Like, if my opinions on the drama is people will cause drama out of anything. Like, they will make mountains out of every molehill. So it's inconsequential, my opinions on the drama. The actual thing that is going on with it, I don't mind if a game is short because I would rather a short game that does everything it wants to for the price and give an enjoyable time doing it then a long, drawn-out piece of bullshit that somebody said, like, well, we have to make it, like, 80 hours because it's an RPG, but nobody cares about, like, anything that's going on in it. So I would like a more efficient, like, polished-up two-hour thing anytime as opposed to just a middling, like, 30-hour thing that I have to try to pull myself through. Next question. Trevor writes in, what is your favorite form of gaming currency and why? Mine would have to be bells from AC or combat coins from MK Deadly Alliance. Combat coins were so ridiculous because they came in different colors and that meant they were a different denomination. Or, or not even denomination, that just meant they were like a different thing altogether. Because you had to pay for each thing and like, I need 100 red coins to open this crypt. I need 500 blue coins. So they, they were technically like different dollars, but not dollar yeah. amounts. Yeah. What was Deadly Alliance that which one was that uh, Sub-Zero game? The side-scrolling one. Do you uh, remember mythologies. That? Mortal Kombat Mythologies Sub-Zero. Cuz there were two Man. there were two spin-off ones and they went back. Or no, three spin-offs technically. Man, there that was, game. Did you I never haven't played it yet, but I'm curious to see how Mortal Kombat Special Forces was. That's the one where he plays Jax and Sonya. I was going to say apparently like, that was the one that like almost killed the series. One night I should just go to your house and we should stream those. If you, I have it. I have. It. I know you do. That's why I said I don't have them. So. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh man, that that should be a thing that happens one day. Uh, favorite form of gaming currency. Zenny. I'm trying to remember what it is. There was a currency. Oh, in that Tingle game on the 3DS or on the DS. 
that's uh rupees are like your currency or whatever but they're also your hearts like your life your health so, yeah your health yeah so i kind of like that idea yeah i'm gonna say i'm i'm probably gonna go with zenny uh, that's always been my favorite because capcom just went crazy with it since but then like Fair i also enough. think of weird stuff like you paid for things in kid icarus with hearts yeah exactly that's what i'm talking about that's great like the weird stuff like that that was really weird in Kid Icarus, like going back to it, where you've been so accustomed after 20-whatever years of playing video games, going back and hearts are not health. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. Okay. David, or Comet SX, writes in, Any thoughts on Pokemon Shuffle or The Order 1886? Right, we kind of talked about that. Yeah. Talked about them both. So Fernando Toy Perez asks, "Candy that you love and everyone else hates." Black licorice. Oh, really? I know, right? It's like the most wow. dad answer ever. <laughs> See, the problem is like I don't like that much candy and the candy I do like, most people other like, also like like the Popeye smokes. Those are okay. Yeah, I like Popeye smokes. That's Smarties and Kit Kat. That's really as far as adventurous I go. Okay. Okay, see, I don't like Smarties at all. I hate them. Really? <laughs> I, why? I hate Smarties. I don't know why. Maybe it's like the candy shell or something, but I really don't like Smarties. Also, for anybody that's not Canadian, I realize Smarties are rockets to you. Yeah, well, yeah, that's like our rockets are like America's Smarties. Because yeah. anytime Reese comes up and she wants Smarties, I she doesn't like our Smarties. She's like, where are the rock? Where are the candy things? The little things in the cylinder. That being said, I fucking hate rockets. They are like I, I hate I them so much. I don't mind so rockets. Much. Rockets are all right. I hate them. I can't eat them, but I will eat me a candy necklace. So all you really? rave kids, keep oh. your candy necklaces at home because I'm a gobble them up. Oh man, I love them. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it's the plasticky taste. Oh, that's oh. I don't just, like stuff so that's very stale. sweet. I don't like things that are very sweet, obviously, which is why I like black licorice or, like, I can eat the kind of stale-ish candies. But I don't like candies in general very much, so. Uh, do you want to get the next one? Where are we? Uh, I think I have it marked off. Candy. Oh, here uh, it is. Next one also coming from Fernando. How addicting is Heroes of the Storm, Paul? For some reason, I read that Herpes of I, the Storm. I, I thought I said that, too. Okay. <laughs> How addicting is it? It's pretty good if you like video games. <laughs> it's pretty I've been playing so much of it. Oh my god. I'll be playing more of it later. Because it's what I do now. It's how I live. Wayward writes in, what is the first multiplayer game slash mode you've ever experienced? Playing Mario with my dad. Pong with friends. Cool. And last question coming to us from Konagami. Uh, disliking the new swimming controls for the Zora mask and Majora's mask. What changed features have you disliked from remakes? Hmm. Turtles in Time Reshelled. They made it so that you attack in eight directions instead of two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that was really dumb. That's, I didn't like that, that either. Everyone hated that change. Yeah, no, that's real bad. You're right. Oh, man, that I don't think anything else is as bad as that. I mean, the feature of better graphics and draw distance in Silent Hill 2 destroyed that game completely. Mm. So there's that. But that, yeah, 
reshell that might be the one changed features i don't like the new control style or control um setup with the analog stick on remake but you don't have to use that on resident evil remake for anybody not in the know i guess i should say Astro says uh, Garou Mark of the Wolves which is like one of the best SNK fighting games has mm-hmm. been released on iOS and Android oh no that must be that's, that's a terrible reading like they're a, a proper fighting game on a phone oh no <sighs> well that's it for questions I think there was a few more after but I didn't grab them because we already are going pretty late <laughs> <laughs> on just questions for oh, two man. people. We went longer than I thought. Yeah, we did. So, again, if you wanted to write in, topdownperspective at gmail.com, TDP podcast on Twitter, or topdownperspective on Facebook. There, I have no closing thoughts <laughs> on anything, <laughs> so I don't know how to end this. Game of the week. Oh, right. Um, Heroes of the Storm. Dragon Ball Z, Attack of the Sands. All right, I think that'll do for us then. We'll see all you guys later. See you next week, except not me. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Can't even do the ending properly. (laughs) (laughs) We never do. No, we don't. (laughs) 